Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at AllianceSafetyCouncil.org and by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Sometimes we fall into a career, other times we build one doing something simple that we've loved since childhood. Our guests today fall into the latter category. Mark Cartwright is a sport fisherman from South Louisiana who grew up enjoying the bounties of sportsman's paradise. But as an adult and father of two boys, he often found himself spending weekends on the baseball field instead of at the family fishing camp. Not that he necessarily minded. In 2010, he combined his penchant for baseball with his love of fishing and created the catcher's mitt, a specially outfitted glove that keeps your hands clean and safe while you handle your catch. His company, Real Fun, that's R-E-E-L, has gone on to create a second product, the Tipster, which monitors the activity at the end of your fishing line and tips up when you've caught something. Mark, fishermen all over South Louisiana must love you for how you are revolutionizing their sport. Thanks for joining us today on Out to Lunch. I can't wait for you to explain how this mitt works. Okay, great. Matt Kalak is a native of Slidell who knew as early as his high school journalism classes where he learned to edit on old VCR machines that he wanted to build a career around video production. After internships that took him to New York and experience working with ad agencies, he settled in Baton Rouge and six years ago opened his own boutique firm called Elbow Room, which builds itself as a motion design studio that specializes in engaging animated content for a variety of local and regional clients. Their stuff is edgy and fun and a little unlike anything else you'll see coming out of the Baton Rouge market. Matt, we look forward to hearing about your creative inspiration and what has drawn you to to create this company. So thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. All right, Mark, I'm gonna start with you. I love the idea. And for those of us who are not fishermen, what problem does the catcher's mitt solve? What does it do? Well, fish uh, are slimy. A lot of them are <laughs> slimy. Snakes aren't slimy. You know, everybody okay. said, oh, slimy snakes. Snakes aren't slimy. Okay. Fish are slimy. And that gets on your hands, gets on your clothes all that kind of stuff. And they also have teeth and fins. And if you're ha catching a lot or handling a lot, you can get your hands pretty tore up. Okay. So a friend of mine had this great fishing place uh, on Big Lake, Calcasieu Lake in Cameron Parish. And it was on a weir. So like people were catching fish all day, all night, and we were moving them around with pliers and this, that, and the other. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. And the catcher's mitt was kind of born out of that. And, and and you kind of tied in the mitt idea from baseball. You're very familiar with baseball. So it's a mitt like a baseball glove? Well, it is a mitt. It's a one-finger mitt 
that uh, allows your hand to go in very easily without looking at it. And we made it a one finger mitt instead of a true mitt because you need a little dexterity to pick things up or to lip a fish or to hold a catfish correctly where you, you grab in one of the fins, you know, and, okay. and, and securing him. Fantastic. And then and that it enables you to just get a grasp on the fish. Right. Take it off the line, that kind of thing. Exactly right. You wear it. A lot of things, there are a lot of gr fish grippers and towels and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times you're not wearing them. So like when you want to use them, you got to find them on your boat. You know, they're on the console right. or they're in the tackle box or this, that, and the other. The catcher's mitt you actually wear while you're fishing. And so when the fish comes in the boat, you hold the line, you put your hand in the mitt, and you grab the fish and you unhook them. And if you can unhook them, there's pliers that you're also wearing in a sheath that lets you unhook the fish. Fantastic. And there's no other like wearable product like this on the market that you're aware of? Well, there's one other uh, product on the market um, that has a, a glove, Velcro glove and a pair of pliers. And um, I'm kind of their competition. You're their competition. So only one competitor out there. That's right. pretty good. Yeah. Well, Matt, you also have built a business around something that you love, digital animation. What makes your content unique? Um, that's a good question. Who said it's unique? Is that your <laughs> word? No. Oh, I uh, thought I read that. Oh, okay. You're going to use my words against there me. There you I go. See how it is. Isn't uh, that what you say on your website? Yeah. Okay. No, it's unique because a lot of a lot of the a lot of the animation video that's coming out of Baton Rouge just doesn't have doesn't have a uh, very good art direction behind it. And so my business partner that I started with, he he's uh, one of the best art directors in the city. And so we're able to do uh, a lot nicer looking product than, than a lot of the, the other competitors uh, around town just because he's he's got, you know, like 14 or 15 years professional uh, art direction experience. And I know, like, if you're old like me, you, you, animation means cartoons, ca cartoon characters, or maybe even Pixar. That's not necessarily what you mean by animation. Correct. That's that's the roots of animation. But as soon as uh, computers became a thing and, and became cheap, uh, companies came out and, and sort of democratized the, the ability to do animation on a computer. And so we use, we use software like Adobe After Effects or Cinema 4D to do some of the same stuff, but it's a lot flatter. So like the, the new stuff that, you know, in the news, uh, like all the graphics that are on the screen, those are technically motion graphics. They're just done. Okay. You know, they used to be done with a Chiron. Now they're done. I'm not sure because I haven't stepped foot in a news station <laughs> in forever. But but basically any any picture or image that's that on moves. screen that moves that's right. not moving video is is motion graphics. And, and who are your do. clients? Uh, we do a lot of work with ad agencies around the around the city and then some some in other parts of the country. But then we do. A fair, fairly good amount of, of work for for people like Mark who have who have a product or service that they're trying to explain to people, and they'll hire us to do a little video to sort of explain what their value proposition is and and what their product is and how it solves it solves okay. the problem. And 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 um, the ad agencies you said are your clients, so they don't have their own in-house people that that do this. In other words, they'll farm that work out to you. Uh, some some agencies have their own their own animation department. Some of them don't have big animation departments, and so it's really hard when you know if you're doing like a, a ten second animation, like 
that's fairly easy to do, but we've done animated videos as long as as long as six minutes that are that take about four four hundred hours to do. And so when you have a small animation department that's one person, it's really hard to do a video that takes 400 hours. Sure, you know. sure. And is something like YouTube, I mean, has that ruined your business? Or, I mean, are they a competitive threat? Uh, not necessarily. That's <laughs> like YouTube and, and Vimeo and all these platforms are actually just ways that you get ideas about about stuff. Because I don't, I don't have cable. Me and my wife don't have cable. And so she gets mad at me because we're sitting at a restaurant and I look up, like everybody else looks up for the, the sports game, I look up for the commercials and see <laughs> right. like what, what's going on nationally and you know, that's, that's really where you get your inspiration because everything, everything's redone. Sure. You know, you're not, nothing is completely original so you're finding something and you're like, oh, I like the technique they use and then you're modifying that technique uh, in order to create something completely different. Okay, now speaking of advertising, Mark, are you advertising the catcher's mitt? Well, I, we do some some stuff. Of course, you know, you post on Facebook and all your friends get to see it over and over and over <laughs> right. again, you know, so we do that and uh, have a lot of guides that use the product. So, okay. you know, they're taking people fishing every day, so that kind of gets the word out about them. Uh, have you needed to advertise or is it just selling itself based on the popularity? Well, you know, the best widget in the world still has to get sold. So, you know, we're, we're doing some advertising on the Louisiana Sportsman, like the Classified, you know, I'll post on that. And uh, Tony Fontenot, the cast and Cajun, who has a fishing show, uses it on his fishing oh, that's, show. That's great. Free advertising, right? I mean, you don't have to pay well, for you, that product well, placement it's, or it's, what? It's a little product placement. You, you, you know, you pay something for it. And then... Um, also, uh, Ronnie Daniels has uh, the Fisherman Guide fishing show in out of Mississippi, and he uses it. And then uh, Gary Rasponi uses it on Louisiana uh, Paradise. Okay, so people in the industry, people who are familiar with the sport, are, are being exposed to it. Right. No question. What kind of scale do y'all have? How many of these are you producing and selling and, and do you want to scale up? Uh, of course we want to scale up. There's like 40 million fishermen in the United States and uh, you know not everybody's gonna gonna want to use it but everybody just about can use it and would benefit from using it to keep themselves clean and cut free. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have it in like 16 stores so far. Okay. And um, we did real good in Christmas shows last year. We sold a lot. Excellent. Is this like a good QVC kind of product? Have you been on QVC? Or? Well, we haven't been on QVC uh, uh, yet, and we hadn't gone to Amazon yet. Uh, you really need to have a certain number of product on hand. And we kind of, we've just about gone through our first order, and we have another order coming in. So what, how, how many are you selling these days? How many are I selling? Mm -hmm. um, we've sold uh, over 1,500 well, since uh, the first of the year. And who makes them for you? Uh, we have them made in uh, China. Okay. And, and we've heard all sorts of interesting stories about the the challenges and the and the <coughs> experiences of dealing with Chinese manufacturing outfits. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, when I, when I first got a great prototype, I, I called around and said, hey, you know, can you make this? Can you make that? Can you make... Now, the pliers and, and the sheath are not that difficult. Okay. 
the one finger mitt was the oh my god no we can't <laughs> make that or you got to have three different factories that make it and there's no there's no factory in the united states that dip gloves the dip gloves what does dip mean dip to put a coating on okay. them, whether it be rubber or nitrile or you know whatever kind of coating uh, i think because of epa regulations and stuff like that so nobody dips a, a glove so then we started uh trying to go overseas i worked with somebody that was going to try to get it made in taiwan and we went through about a year and a half of that and they really couldn't get it made right interesting and then so we uh, kind of regrouped, and a friend of mine uh, was doing some stuff in China. Uh, he has the Kaisik ice chest, and so he gets it built over there. And so he went over there, he said, if you get the mitt made, I can get the other stuff made. I said, okay. And so I found a guy in California that uh, has a factory in China, and he said, well, I'll let my plant manager play <laughs> with it and see what he can come up with, and they made a great mitt. Wow. And so we ordered like 5,000 of the mitts, and then we started making everything. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Mark Cartwright of Real Fun and Matt Kalak of Elbow Room. We'll be right back after this very short break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Mark Cartwright of Real Fun and Matt Kalak of Elbow Room. Matt, there's so many stories about getting a business off the ground. Was it difficult for y'all at Elbow Room, Matt? Uh, it actually, I think we have the opposite uh, story as, as most people. Uh, we, we started our business after having 10 years professional experience in, in, in our industry. Okay. And so when we started, I think it was only... Uh, we went about two months before we were able to pay ourselves, and then wow, so, that's not so bad. That's that, that's, that's yeah. and it was you know full time. Like we we quit our jobs and started uh, October fifteenth was uh was our our first day in business in twenty eleven. And and how do you get the word out? I mean, do you all advertise traditionally? Is it all word of mouth? Do you utilize social media? It's it's basically all word of mouth. Like people see our work or. You know, someone tells them, "Oh, you got to go talk to these guys. They do really good work." Um, so we really ha- haven't done any traditional advertising or, or marketing. Um, I mean, when we first started up, we let everyone know, everyone that we knew, know mm-hmm. what we were doing, and they're like, "Oh my God, that's awesome! Like, <laughs> can't wait to like do work with you guys." So that's great. Well, let's take a break from business for a minute to do something fun that we sometimes do on the show, and we call it the brother-in-law question. So I don't know if y'all have a brother-in-law, but for the purposes of this discussion, we'll pretend like you do. And Mark, say your brother-in-law comes to you and says he has a great idea for a product that's going to make it easier when you're hunting, since you do fishing. What What is the single most important piece of advice you'd give him about getting started with this kind of venture? Don't quit your day job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to have a great prototype to start. Uh, find somebody to make a great prototype or, or, or make it yourself. And that's what you did. You, you made your own prototype to start? Right. Okay. In my garage with a little toaster oven and uh, Kydex. You know, you <laughs> can buy, Kydex is a plastic. Right. And uh, got some videos on how to work with Kydex and, uh, you know, made a sheath. And that's a great story. Do you still have your day job? Uh, Speaking of day jobs. Well, I used to be like the COO type person in healthcare. And I've kind of stepped down from that, and now I'm doing part-time 
uh, marketing for a home health firm. And the rest of the time is spent with this? Yes. Well, that's a fun balance. Yeah, yeah. Good. All right, so Matt, here's your brother-in-law question. If he said he wanted to get into the video production business, knowing what you know today after more than a decade in the field, would you advise for it or against it? Uh, I would say for it, just because there's there's only going to be more more video and more creative opportunities in, in the future as, as the internet and technology expand. Uh, but the the more specific advice I would I would give him is to go go work at a place that's a high paced fast environment where you have daily deadlines mm-hmm. uh, that that do the type of work you do because that's how you get really good at, at the software that you're using and really fast at executing because when you have when you have multiple projects come in in the morning and you have to get them all out by the end of the day yeah. you have no choice but to get really fast really quick or else you you know, you, you end up getting fired. So, <laughs> but great. it's a really good learning experience. And I know, like, journalism has changed so much, and I don't know that I'd advise anybody to get into journalism, but in your line of work, I mean, the need for content is just endless, and so there are, I guess, so many opportunities for young people today. Correct, yeah. There's just too many avenues for content, and, and but then there's a ton of people that are trying to create the content as well. Uh, but I think the, the problem is when people get into get into content creation in order to try and make money off of YouTube like with advertising because it's you know you're putting the cart before the horse you need to like work on honing your craft and becoming good at what you do in order to be able to do something like that because you can't just start start virality it doesn't right. happen that way interesting and y'all want to stay with um like shorts and and commercials or do you aspire to do longer things movies or Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the movie industry. Just like, I mean, not, not the movie industry, but I just like the idea of working in the movie yeah. industry is it's, it's difficult enough to do, you know, to plan and execute like a, a few minute video, just like the amount of time to like pre-plan all of the stuff to do a whole movie. Yeah. Like a few hundred hours is enough, enough work <laughs> for me per project. Like I would just get, I would just get a little tired of working on the same exact thing how many employees do y'all have in your respective companies um 437 oh that's a good number (laughs) (laughs) and it's a few more than probably you actually do but a handful maybe is uh well we've we've had we've had as many as as many as six last summer okay does Real Fun have, have employees, or are you it, Mark? I'm pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, though, we, uh, like at, uh, at trade shows and stuff, you know, I have three or four people working the booth with me and stuff like that. So Now, Real Fun has a second product, as well as, as the catcher's mitt. It's right. It's called the Tipster. It's called a Tipster. It's kind of like 21st century jug fishing. <laughs> okay. Okay? So you put... You put it out to, uh, let's see, it's right here. Oh, we're going to get a demonstration. We're going to do a little, kind of do this one sitting down. Okay. Um, it has line and hooks on it. Right. And we sell it like that in a three-pack or in 12 in a bucket. And when you get it, you uh, put whatever weight you want to put on it. Then you take them out fishing. You bait the hook. You point it down. And uh, it kind of spools off. And you put a couple half hitches on it and lay it on the water 
and it floats. And it's like a buoy, sort of. Yeah. It's got a, a, a foam, like a little foam, foam cylinder over a, over a rod. Yes. Yeah, and it floats. Like a PVC pipe. Okay. And it has an internal magnet, and it has a T on the end that you put the half hitches on. And so you, when you float it horizontal, it's like that. When a fish comes along, he'll pull it down, and it'll, uh, maybe I had it on the wrong way. And it'll, uh, you hear the weight drop. I hear the weight drop. And so it'll float uh, vertical. Okay. And then you just check the ones that are up. So this is uh, not high tech. It's ingenious, but. And it's no, also patented. No one else has thought of this before. We didn't come up with the idea of the noodle and the PVC. Okay. Okay. But as we used it and, and stuff like that, and I was getting the catcher's mitt made, we said, well, let's see if we can make this in China while we're doing it. And we made some improvement to it. We put the T-cap on it, which led you attach the line. And that's important. That's important because if you don't, if there's none of that there, you put the half hitch just on the PVC. Right. And a, as a strong fish pulls it, he may pull all the line off till it's just tied. I see. Where the two half hitches, he's not gonna pull any more line off. And this tee is made out of ABS plastic, not PVC plastic. Which means? Which means if you drop it, it's not gonna break. Oh, very good. Because uh, we had it made out of PVC to begin with, and if you drop it on this floor right here, it would crack. I see. So we made that out of there. And then the weight is in the middle held by a magnet, and that's patented. Now you're making these as well. You're manufacturing these, right. selling them through your company. Are you doing as well with those as you are with the catcher's mitt? Uh, it, it comes in spurts. It really comes in spurts because we, we've really been pushing the catcher's mitt mm -hmm. and not so much the tipster. But we're going to start, you know, with them, with them both. And both of them are patented? Uh, catcher's mitt is patent pending. Okay. Tipster is patented. Very exciting. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. Um, have you all had to go out to market to get capital for your respective ventures, companies? Pretty much bootstrapped. Okay. And I guess you anticipate a time in the future where you might be looking for, for investor. investors. But we're uh, not there yet? Well, we're getting pretty close to it. Okay. Getting pretty close to it. What about you, Matt? Uh, no, we built, we built our whole company on cash. We don't even... We don't even have a line of credit. I mean, we have a line of credit. We've yeah. never used it. So, so. Not, not quite yet. No. Okay. Well, what do y'all think about Baton Rouge as a place to do business? Um, has it been a good market for your companies? Have you gotten the support you need on the technical end, on the financial end? I think Baton Rouge is the worst market possible. Um, I've been looking well, for that, an exit. That's blunt. I've been looking for an exit <laughs> strategy since I got here. No, I mean I'm here. That's why I'm here. I like I wow. love Baton Rouge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just I think it's a really good place to do business. I always tell people that it's that it's a great place because it's it's big enough to where you meet new people all the time, but it's small enough to wherever you go, you see someone that you know and like. Okay. And so because of that, there's so many available opportunities for, for meeting new people through people that you know. Uh, whereas like some of, the, some of the bigger markets, it's like, you know, you could walk around New York City for five weeks before you run into one of the, the 2,000 people that you know in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, in Baton Rouge, you, you literally can't go around the corner without it's, running into someone you know. It's very, very right, true. Right, What do you think, Mark? 
Yeah, I, I love Baton Rouge. Uh, it's an exciting place to live. And uh, actually, when I was when I was working on the prototypes of all this stuff, it was kind of like, if you can't find it on airline, highway, or Choctaw, it doesn't exist, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'd go into different places. You got some of this? Where can I get that? You know, and then, oh, try down the road over here. They kind of do that. So that was good. And I've used uh, the, the innovation, LSU Innovation Park. Absolutely. And uh, they've helped me out uh with uh, some of the stuff, the executive summary and uh, financial projections and stuff like that. So that's good. Don't eat that plank. <laughs> Don't eat the plank. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Do you have an exit strategy? Well, you know, I kept telling my wife, we're going to sell a million of these. And I said, really, I want to sell two million of these. And so then I started dividing two million out by five years, I said, I gotta sell a thousand a day. Maybe, maybe we'll push that back a thousand a month. So I'm, I'm shooting for a thousand a month right now. So. Okay, so we're in the process of scaling up. Yes. All right, and what about you, Matt? Uh, you know, we started we started our business because we wanted to do good work that we were proud of. And so that's my goal continuing is to just always be doing work that, that we're proud of, that, you know, you know, previous jobs, I had to do work that, you know, you don't necessarily, it's like the best you could do with what you were given, sure. but you don't necessarily want your name attached to it. With every project that we've ever done, like, I'm proud to have my name attached to it. And, uh, you know, if, if we're never going to be rich, but we're going to get to do the work that we love to do for, for really cool clients for, uh, you know, hopefully for 10, 20, 30 years. Has your creative juices been, been stimulated by listening to Mark? I mean, do you ever see a... a an opportunity to make some really cool uh, videos for his products. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's basically what we do is we 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 serve clients like Mark that have a, a have a product that is not necessarily that easy to explain why you need it or yeah. or demonstrate. I think it's perfect that we got together <laughs> yeah. today. We'll have there to definitely go. definitely talk about that because uh, I've told my wife and I've t my my daughter has helped. Uh, with a lot of the creative stuff. Matter of fact, we're, we've launched uh, a new website today. Well, congratulations. It's the-mit.com. And uh, she redid it and stuff. And we were talking about, you know, doing, you know, Facebook ads and this, that, and that. And I said, people just, if they haven't heard of it or if they haven't seen it, me holding a fish with a black mitt, they don't get it. Right. They just don't get it. So uh, we're going to start doing more live videos okay. and uh, voiceover videos and maybe some animated videos. Well, there you go. All right, and I'll get a cut of it if y'all get together there. Well, Matt Kalak, Mark Cartwright, it's been so interesting to hear about how you are building local businesses from your hobbies and passions. Good luck to you both, and thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thanks Thank so you. Much. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Mark Cartwright of Real Fun and Matt Kalak of Elbow Room. You can find out more about Real Fun and Elbow Room by following the links on our website, it's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. You can get the show as a podcast. 
You can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites at spatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by the Alliance Safety Council, delivering instructor-led on-site computer lab and online training through more than 100 authorized training providers in 31 states and two countries. Headquartered in Baton Rouge, Alliance is focused on the future of learning technology and training process innovation for business and industry, for safety, and other corporate training needs. More information is at alliancesafetycouncil.org and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.